The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, It will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. My uh, wife Targi and I were just talking the other day uh, and reminiscing on some of the poor clothing choices we had back when we were in junior high. I remember it was really uh, cool for guys to wear these silk shirts that were just horrible on. They felt terrible, but uh, you would sweat through them. And, but it was so cool to have that for about one year. And then uh, after that, it was just frowned upon. And uh, she often comes home from work because she sells clothing for a living with outfits. And I look at them and think, people, you would wear that in public? And she's like, oh, you just don't know what the style is yet. And... So, and I don't, so I I just accept that. But it's funny how clothing is something that changes from generation to generation. People don't wear suits on an airplane anymore, for instance. There's little things that we've gotten used to and and that when we look at someone from a different generation, we may think, I can't believe they wear that. Why is that young boy not have his shirt tucked into his slacks? Or we think these things. And it's important uh, when we have a job interview or... Anything we do, we, we consciously think about how we're going to be dressed and how people will perceive us when they first meet us. So am I wearing the right tie, the right color tie? And we do the same things in worship. We have specific garments we wear. I have this alb here, this big uh, billowy thing that is reminiscent of the baptismal gown we get when we are baptized we, I don't get a stole yet, but the pastor wears a stole, which can be a symbol of washing the feet. We have pyramids sometimes, the green ones back here, and various things to adorn our space. The point is there's power in the perception people get from what we wear, how we present ourselves. In today's uh, letter from Paul to the Romans, he makes this very uh, important few Verses. They're important because they're actually the ones that led to the conversion of St. Augustine, who was one of the founders of our faith. This uh, no licentiousness, no debauchery, such and such and such and such. And then put on Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the same language we hear in the baptismal formula when we're baptized from Galatians. We are told we're being put on putting on Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, in fact, a lot of people still wear these uh, baptismal garments when they're baptized, and that traditionally 
has been right after the baptism. You're bestowed with this clothing. This is the clothing of this new life you have. The baptism is not just this instant event we have that, you know, it's done like that. So we have this clothing. We're not going to wear that gown the rest of our lives, obviously. I, you know, I am wearing this and similar, but we die in our baptism to this world. And we're reborn. Not yet. We're promised to be reborn in Christ at the end when the day has come. But that doesn't mean we're there yet. In the Romans text, it says the night is far gone. Sin has been defeated. It shouldn't even be on our radars anymore. We should be looking ahead. It doesn't say the day is here, but it says the day is near. We're leaning towards that day. Dressed in Jesus Christ, we're bound to be a little different from other people in the world. We're bound to be looking in a way that seems strange to others. As a person of Christ, as a Christian, we'll look strange for loving our enemies, for turning a cheek. We'll look strange for going out of our way to help the other. In the Exodus reading, we heard the story of the Passover, and uh, where the doors are adorned with blood. And uh, it talks quickly about... Um, we're eating and that to be prepared to eat, you need to have your loins girded, which I just learned is just basically having a belt, your robe tucked into your belt. I always wonder what that was. But to have your loins girded, your staff in your hand, and your sandals on, ready to go. And in the uh, psalm today, we're told that the poor are clothed with victory and that kings and nobles are bound in chains. That's because if we're clothed in Christ, if we're clothed the way God intends, things don't look right. Why are the poor clothed with victory? They're the poor. And why are the kings, the one who should be in power, clothed in chains and bound up? The way we dress as Christians, not physically, I don't mean we're going to wear gowns and thorns and crowns and things like that, but the way we dress as Christians is different to the world. It doesn't make sense to others. I often think of those people that uh, say they're on the cutting edge of fashion, the forefront, and we see those people like uh, musical artists like Kanye West or uh, you know, any of these people on TV. You watch that Project Runway show and you see this. And I look at those outfits and think, why would you wear that? Do people like that stuff? It looks ridiculous. But those are the people that are thinking in the future. This is kind of what they're setting the trends. They're looking ahead beyond what we might see when tight skinny jeans came back recently and I've seen lots of the youth wear these I thought no no way am I ever going to wear those but that's probably just because I'm not cool anymore so I just don't understand it but as Christians we dress as in the future the distant future that's actually very near the future that seems far away because we're in this world where there's lots of hurt and harm and sin. So we dress in a way by presenting ourselves to the world as if the day is now, as if the kingdom is here right now. We dress for the future. We present ourselves for the future. 
And what this means, as Paul goes in all his letters, gets into the, a lot a heavy description of the word love and trying to understand what love is and how love is behind the law, that love fulfills the law. Today he even says that we uh, don't owe anyone, we should not owe anyone anything but love as Christians. That love is one of the guiding principles of how we present ourselves in this world. And it looks strange to others because the people we are supposed to love are usually the least in the Bible. In the, uh, the description from 2 Corinthians about the body of Christ, we're told that the least of these, should, the ones with the least honor should be given the most honor, the most attention. And today's gospel passage, is a, it's a difficult one, and I think it's been abused often by the church as a, as a description of how church dis- discipline should be. We are supposed to go get someone, you confront them directly, and then you get another person if that doesn't work out, and then you tell the church. It seems odd, but at least it's not gossiping, and at least we're not doing things secretively behind backs, which often happens in church, unfortunately. Not here, of course. You guys are all great, but... But it seems strange, reading that, that passage... It seems strange that Jesus would say those words, but if we take it in the context of where it fits in Matthew, right before that passage is the parable of the lost sheep, of the one lost sheep that Jesus leaves the 99 behind for to go find, that that one person that's lost deserves our full attention. And then directly afterwards, we have, which you'll hear next week, you've got to come to church to hear it though, is the uh, passage where Matthew says we need to forgive 70 times, 7 times. Just keep forgiving. And then also, in today's passage, I think it's curious that we hear about the outsider is to be made, treated as a Gentile or a tax collector. Matthew was a tax collector. And how was Matthew treated by Jesus? Jesus was the one who called Matthew. So even when the person is on the outside of the church, there seems like nothing we can do. We start from scratch. That person becomes our focus, just like the one who has the least honor deserves the most honor. Our attention must be focused on that person. And this is an example of why Christians look strange to the rest of the world. Most people would say, you know, forget it. It's not worth our time. We need to invest in what, who we have here right now. But Christians will do, go out of their way to do the things that seem strange to the world. Love is a protest against the systems that we are used to, the, the regular schedule of things, the, the very business-like uh, cleaning out of society, of making sure we're effective and getting rid of those who get in our way. I really like the uh, Exodus text also because of this uh, dressing to go, dressing to be, to eating, being dressed so that when you eat, you can just take off and be ready to leave at any minute. Paired with the Romans text that says that, it says, you know what time it is. It's time to wake up from sleep. These texts are full of an urgency that we would be mindful of when we eat our meal. 
that when we come on Sunday and eat this meal of community, this meal that brings us together, that we would be driven forward and rest on this God's, God's promise that the day truly is near, that the day truly is near. And to grab hold of that and fashion ourselves in such a way that we will look strange. We might look like that guy who is so focused on the future he's walking around in a uh, Star Trek uniform maybe. We need to look, be willing to take the chance to look odd to other people and to do that by loving one another and by being outrageous in our forgiveness, outrageous in our acceptance, and outrageous in our drive to help others. There's a uh, well-known tale by um, uh, Hans Christian Andersen, The Emperor's New Clothes. Have you, anyone, remember that story? Where these two swim, the emperor loves clothing. He just spends all his time and money dressing himself and, and just shrouding himself with this magnificent clothing. And these two swindlers come and say, they'll weave him something, the most beautiful, magical garment. And that uh, it has this curious property where if anyone who is not fit for their office or is hopelessly stupid will not be able to see it. It'll look invisible to them. So the king thinks, this is great. I'll, I'll get this and the, I can see who is not fit for the office in that kingdom. And of course the king never, the emperor never notices that, you know, he, he fakes the fact that he can't see this uh, garment he's wearing, this invisible garment. And everyone else, nobody else wants to stand out and be the one who's, you know, admits to being dumb and say they can't see it. So this goes on, there's a parade, and finally in the end, a little, a little boy, a child comes out and says, you know, you're naked. <laughs> you're not wearing anything. This is just silly. And that story always kind of reminded me of when Jesus always lifts up the little ones in Scripture as, as a point where we should find a model and a role model for ourselves. Be willing to point out the invisible, the nakedness of the false clothing that the world wears often. Because true clothing, the clothing of Christ, that's not invisible. That's something, that's the meaning behind who we are. That's real clothing, real sustenance. And so as Christians, knowing this and being willing to call out the invisible clothing of the world and let people know about this Christian clothing, this naturalness of being human just as God became human. Amen.